Hello, everyone. I'm Contest of Wrestling.com here to talk all about Monday Night Raw uh, on a very eventful Monday night here in the world of wrestling, the world itself, uh, all across the board here. Lots, lots to get uh, to dig into here. Uh, sorry for the lack of shows the past couple of days, obviously, with the holiday season, uh, with John uh, not with John, John being under the weather. Uh, I was going through some personal stuff last week, so I took a couple days off uh, for all these reasons. And now I'm here. I'm back here on Monday night to talk about Monday Night Raw and all things WWE at this point because there is a lot to get into. Uh, not even well, I guess you know somewhat related to the show tonight, but also um, not so much. You know, in terms of the the ongoing COVID nineteen situation for for the company for the world uh, and how those consequences continue to kind of uh, affect the company here. Uh, thank you all for already chipping in the comments. Nash is saying, saying hello. Richard as well. And Jason Levy saying, hey, from Canada. Hello, Jason. Thank you for joining us tonight. But yeah, so this is definitely one of those shows where some some news before the show here uh, affected um, my mindset kind of going into the show. Uh, and, and Nash is saying she's sick of COVID. I mean, yes, this was definitely, as I said, one of those shows where some of the, the bigger picture things may have uh, influenced again at least my overall uh enjoyment of the show my overall thoughts on the show um because i should say because uh just this past weekend uh we had the news and the, i should say reports at least that uh beyond WWE already report, reportedly uh experiencing um some some kind of uh COVID 19 outbreak uh there there were reports that this past weekend uh well not even reports it was clear that several top stars missed two live shows on sunday just, just yesterday roman reigns biggie uh becky lynch seth rollins also uh rollins specifically uh tweeted implying that he had tested positive saying merry covid christmas to him um and just a, a bunch of stars hot out of action across the board uh very uh un, absolutely not clear who's who tested positive who might be exposed um it's very unclear I, I will not speculate about the specifics in that regard but we can safely say it is significantly affecting the company the roster uh, another report from mike johnson the pw insider saying that the uh, the producers uh the, the producers for raw tonight definitely were affected as well the, their staff kind of cut in half in that sense another important pw insider um saying that vince mcmahon bruce pritchard kevin dunn um michael hayes adam pierce all absent from the show tonight. So John Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace, and Ke uh, Ed Kosky, longtime WWE staffer, uh, were running the show tonight. So just a very odd, very um, concerning situation. And on top of all of that, on top of all of that, Monday afternoon, Sean Ross of Fightful Select reporting that WWE re uh, reportedly no longer requiring weekly COVID-19 testing, whereas they had been reporting, uh, sorry, they had been requiring bi-weekly, or sorry, twice-weekly uh, COVID-19 testing um now this comes at a time as i was just just, just laid out we had been um very much dealing with I should say, is currently actively dealing with uh, a covid-19 outbreak the world is dealing with this covid-19 outbreak the omicron variant all these things um the numbers are terrifying i'm not even going to to make any um qualify qualifiers on that one that's just saying no testing business are off i'm behind on a lot of comments as i said there's so much to dig, dig into i don't know about all your thoughts here um but my goodness yeah this this just all this this uh just simultaneous occurrences you know really um affected again affected my kind of mood my mindset uh heading in the show tonight but yeah you know 
we will talk about the COVID situation here. Uh, obviously, I, I, I can't talk about the show tonight without talking about it. DJ pointing out, you know, tonight you had Becky Lynch not on the show, Seth Rollins not on the show, Liv Morgan on the show, Bobby Lashley on the show. All of these performers in high-profile matches, championship matches on the day one pay-per-view next Saturday, this coming Saturday, just not even a week away. Um, it is a very, very good situation, to say the least, very scary um as a fan obviously can't even imagine how these performers are feeling adam pierce tweeting i think earlier today you know thanking the wrestlers or, or superstars and the staff everyone involved uh for continuing to kind of press on here uh in spite of this um obviously just uh, incredibly challenging situation we are entering yet another gear here with the, the COVID 19 pandemic um so that is why i'm saying i i'm very concerned or um upset even by by this new purported policy that they will not be requiring tests and we do not know we do not know if if uh, if it's linked to any uh vaccine status for for the for the people for the roster for the or anybody backstage we don't know the report was just that they changed the policy they're no longer requiring the the uh twice weekly testing and there's just no way to really know uh, uh of course of course national plan it's not just wrestling uh the nfl is definitely a hit, hit harder than right now um you know, she's saying that with the NFL, her, the Saints, I, I saw a headline about this earlier tonight. The Saints have 24 cases. And that goes to show you, this is a very serious problem. I know uh, it is a can of worms for sure. I know it's a controversial topic, but obviously I, I, I cannot talk about the show tonight and not talk about it. Uh, and I, like, I'm going to talk about this for a couple minutes before we even get into anything that happened on the show tonight, even though lots of, lots of, or I mean, some, some cool things happened. Uh, DJ pointing out something that I've been um, mulling over recently here. The Thunderdome. Could be coming back. That is pure prediction, speculation, not not a firm report by any means. Most 99% of the time, the things I say on this show, on, on any of these post shows, are just me giving my two cents as a, an outside observer without any real um, knowledge about what's actually going on. I, I sit here, I write about things that happen. I'm not usually, by, like by and large, I'm just, I, I pass along information that I acquire out from elsewhere and, and, and cite it properly. So I don't, I, I don't know if that's a plan. I don't know. I don't know. But Steve Chambers saying prayers for everyone. If everyone's tested positive, everyone's been exposed. Um, it is a very scary time. So obviously, needless to say, but also important to say, um, stay safe, everybody. That that is you know all I can really say here. Uh, Bit Mulligan pointing out this, this was not like a 100% bare bones show. We had Kevin Owens tonight. He was in a high profile match on Saturday. He had a promo. He had a match. He was on on the show. So it's not like everyone on day one was hot off. You know they they I don't quite know the uh, the mindset in terms of who was held off, who was not. Again, as I said, Rollins kind of tweeted implying that he uh, tested positive. Obviously, he's married to Becky Lynch. Um, goes goes to reason that they might decide to hold Becky out of um the off the show for precautionary reasons. I think that makes sense. Um that's just my my reading of it of that of that situation. Anthony Castellano wondering if if I myself seated we going back to no fans again. Boy, I I don't know. I I can't say that with any with any shred of of confidence. You know, on, on paper I would say that would make sense from a uh, a safety standpoint uh, in terms of these these surging numbers right now. Brian Ever saying it's a scary time, um, but you know, obviously no testing at all. Like that's again, we don't know exactly the the hundred percent uh, specifics of this right now. As we know more, I will pass. We uh, wrestling culture will, will pass that along um, as soon as we can. 
But again, as a safety measure, yeah, I would I would say they they should probably go back to no fans, Thunderdome, something. Um, Nasha, I would I would agree. Nasha's saying if they're not going to test the performers, um, what there's no need to have the fans there because uh, that's you know even more risk there. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of complications and you know just general. Uh, Challenges, I guess, with, with having the Thunderdome, you got to get a location, you got to get the, uh, you know, you got to get a stadium. You know, they had the Amway Center, they had Tropicana Field. So can they do it? I think so. Will they do it? And, and should is another matter entirely. Will they? I really don't know. Um, it is a very fluid situation right now, as, as it has been. These things just keep, it's always evolving, changing for a couple months. Seems everything was fine and getting better. Now here we are in another surge, a very scary time in wrestling, in, in the world itself here. Uh, and we are trying to press on as best we can. Uh, but yeah, is our, uh, uh, this is also to say for the people who were not on the show tonight or at the live shows over the weekend or today, Roman Reigns was also not at the live show um, uh, tonight in, in Orlando. Um, there's there, there's no way to know, like some of, some of it is out of sheer uh, precaution in terms of you don't want to have them at the show um, just because if they are some of the, if they are at a in a lot in a big match at the pay per view, it would stand a reason that they wouldn't want to put them at risk uh, before the show like that. So, no, obviously, just across the board here, um, concerning, scary, uh, alarming, but um, and, and this continues to evolve. Herman Carr is saying, you know, now we're talking about perhaps uh, some ramifications and with, with laws and, and and with you know. Just you know, the way that the country itself is kind of uh, dealing with this right now. Herman's saying in California, you must start wearing masks uh, if you're vaccinated or not. I think that's becoming increasingly common here. Again, we get a whole can of worms. I'm trying to stick more, at least in, in the wrestling sense here. But obviously, yes, there's a whole nother uh, line of, of conversation about, you know, these things kind of even obviously just in a more general sense here. Um, do want to point out, Ed Zahari is saying the wrestlers, the performers here are putting their lives on the line to entertain us, to do their jobs, to have the, the to, to execute the mindset of the show must go on. What, what, regardless of what you feel about that mindset, we have to credit the performers for, um, for doing that, for, for, for pressing on, for performing, not all of them. And, and I would imagine for some of them, it's a mutual decision of, you know, the performer and the company saying, okay, we don't want you to perform at this show. Let's, reassess let's 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 wait whatever it is again roman reigns missed uh his show yesterday and tonight and it's unclear exactly what these specifics are here david blakowski uh, asking uh, he's planning on going to the holiday tour this thursday in buffalo do i still think it'll be on i mean it's monday now we saw that uh, just earlier today the show in um i think the the, the toronto show for the 29th, I believe, got post uh, got rescheduled to March, and uh, Canada is they have their own uh, travel restrictions, everything, so that's a little different. I don't know. Um, I can't give a definitive answer on that one about whether I think that'll be on. I we have they, they ran a show at night, so it's not like they're they're automatically dropping everything and, and saying, oh, we're just gonna you know lock down again. I I think as best they can, they're going to uh, press on uh challenges and all they're, they're gonna just keep on trucking and again could talk about for better or worse could talk about the the ramifications of that but i think based on what we've seen they have the you know that's that's what they've done so far and 
that's what I think they'll continue to do until they can't, whether that's an, until they, they deem that the risk outweighs the reward or, or as we saw with the, the onset of the pandemic in the first place, uh, uh, once the, the, the country itself here, uh, deems it, um, requires that if the country itself is okay you can't run live shows there you go so i know i missed some comments i'm sorry about that you know obviously there's just so much to dig into here oh the pandemic i don't want to talk about the pandemic the whole time i've already gone over 10, 10 minutes about it now um but yeah obviously it's concerning it's scary uh as as people as as fans as, as fans of the of the people that are that are putting their lives in line here on these shows um and, and now again seeing seeing this concerning purported policy of no, no, no testing i just don't know um i again i share my thoughts i'm not i don't agree with it i don't like it uh, i was very upset when i saw that because i i think it was wrong but again we we're talking about my night raw tires and i i had to address the, the, the this COVID 19 situation because it did affect the show when you had several top stars uh not in attendance whatsoever again i mentioned uh thanks to uh, i know our comment rollins lynch uh, Bobby Lashley wasn't on the show. Liv Morgan wasn't on the show. Day one, uh, we got a question about it. Day one, the pay-per-view is on Saturday, January 1st. That is this Saturday. So this was the go-home episode of Raw. So in a normal world, that would be the go-home show um, in terms of you, you got some big, like, you know, last-minute hype. And we still did. We still did. We got a vow renewal for uh, Miz and Maurice that had a big angle to close the show. Uh, unofficial main event in that sense. Um, that was fun. We'll talk about that. We got the finals of the RK Bronament now a couple weeks ago that was scheduled for, um, I think, two weeks ago. And, and the Street Profits and or the Serials, they WWE reported themselves, suffered some injuries of some sort. They kept it big. And so that was unable to happen. That was postponed. The match happened tonight. And it was a very good match. Stephen Chambers, we'll start, we'll start there. Stephen Chambers saying it was, uh, that he liked the match. It was fun. Uh, I, I liked the Street Profits a lot. I was tweeting about during the show. I've said it, I feel like, on this show, on the SmackDown show, Anytime I talk about them, I say Montez Ford, so talented. My gosh, this man blows me away. And I always say that, and it always sounds like I'm knocking, indirectly knocking Angela Dawkins. I don't mean to. Angela Dawkins has grown a lot. I think they're a great team. But Montez Ford, just something, he has it. As, always, the, the, as the saying goes, whatever it is, he has it. His frog splash is amazing. My gosh, this man, you know, one day, literally he should be a future main eventer. If Montez Ford is not at least like a, a, a bona fide main event player, let's say one year from now, roughly, maybe two years if we want to be really generous. If, he's, if he like, if he doesn't quickly take some strides here in terms of booking, that is another a very clear sign. Something is very wrong with the WWE system. Not trying to be dramatic, but Montez Ford, so talented. Brian Everett saying he's a stud, a future single star. Couldn't agree more. Montez Ford, my gosh. So, we, and, we, and we saw that all match long. And the Street Profits won. They beat the Mysterios. It was a very good match. One small knock on it was that uh, right around draft time, they had the Street Profits come to Raw. They ran RK Bro versus Street Profits. So, this match doesn't feel as special as it could be, you know, in, in the sense that we, we've seen it. It's not the kind of thing that they, they ran into the ground. They didn't do it week after week or anything. But, you know, if it, always that, that thought of, um, you know, the proverbial long-term booking, it's like, all right, if you're going to do that, you know, you kind of would hope they'd kind of hold, hold, that, hold that off. Nonetheless, I can't come with too much. I think that we saw that on TV like once, maybe some like, you know, multi-man tag team matches otherwise, but it's it's a fairly fresh matchup. That will be this Saturday. Uh, quick turnaround there. So not really a lot of storyline build. We had a couple of weeks where they were kind of feuding a little bit. Uh, I think that was 
right around Crown Jewel or so. Uh, ever since then, Arkham Bros been feuding with uh, Alpha Academy. We'll talk about that one as well, because uh, that, that played out tonight uh, additionally. But um, I think this will be a very fun match. I'm going to kind of preview day one as we go here. I would fully expect Arkham Bros to win. Uh, John, I talk about it all the time. Uh, sidebar, John, I meant to say being a star, and I got carried carried away right right away. Uh, John, still feeling under the weather, so he's not being not able to join us, if you were wondering. Not sure if I mentioned that. Time is a weird, weird thing right now. I, if I didn't mention, yes, John is still under the weather. Uh, we hope that he'll join us um, Tuesday night here for NXT. That's not a definite. Still feeling under the weather, so it's very much a day-by-day kind of thing. Uh, as, soon as, we're, as, soon, as soon as he's up to it, he'll be back, and we'll, we'll go from there. But I'm here to talk about Raw and all things that we, and I appreciate you writing it out with me. Another sidebar, um, DJ Cassier saying uh, hashtag RIP Marcus Crane, former Game Changer Wrestling star. This one definitely hit the wrestling world today. Only three years old. Someone in the comments a little bit a little bit up said that it was due to a brain injury. And I was just point out that she asked earlier about him. If, if I answered that already, I'm sorry for being redundant. If not, I'm sorry that it got away from me. John, under the weather, hopefully he'll be back ASAP. Best wishes to John on that one. Bentley Logan also sharing uh, his best regards as well. We thank you for that bit. And uh, yeah, so we have the Street Profits and Archive Row on uh, on Saturday. That's going to be a great match. You know, we have, we have one comment here saying that uh, the, the tag team match stole the show year night from Brian Everett. Couldn't agree more. Nessa thinks she loves, she loves the Street Profits. Would agree. I think they're a great team. This will be a very good match. Nessa thinks she's, uh, she's glad the Street Profits won. Yeah, like I said, I, I think that this was like on paper the better match in, in the sense that I just think the, the, the Street Profits are that good. Um, for a little, a little part of me thought that it'd be fun to see the, the Mysterios win. Uh, you know, they were the first father-son tag team to uh, to win the gold in WWE history. Why not kind of double down on that and have them win both sets of the main roster tag titles? And maybe they still will. Uh, there was a, port, a report a while ago that the Mysterios will break up uh, at some point soon. And someone had brought that up a minute ago saying that they would expect to see that kind of come to fruition now. Uh, Steven's saying hopefully a breakup at or near the Royal Rumble. Um, I mean, John and I have talked about it. I think the tag team division is lacking right now, but that doesn't mean they can't do it. Obviously, last week we saw AJ Styles and almost split up. I'll talk about them a little bit here tonight as well. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was kind of one of those things where I'd be pretty happy either way, but I was also happy to see the Street Profits win. I think it'd be a very good match, and I, I-, I would fully think that the Archibro is going to win. John and I have been talking about it for weeks now. I think Archibro, we might see some real kind of chips in the foundation of that team around the Rumble, maybe an accidental elimination uh, from Riddle to Randy Orton, you know, some some, some clear uh, opportunity for, for potential um, conflict there, whether it's a full-on split or not remains to be seen, but no, good match, and I'm sure it'll be just as, or it'll, it'll be another great match on Saturday when the, when the titles are on the line, so no complaints here, again, especially with the Street Profits, yeah, we saw the match once, in October, I can't I can't complain with that. It's like at some point when when you don't have that depth to like do a lot of different um, matches in, in the tag division, I can't complain too much of that one. But there you go. And, and with the studios, I mean, they've been getting along recently, so I would be a little surprised to see you know them split up or anything right now. Uh, maybe soon. Um, John and I have been talking about it. It's like you wouldn't really expect to see um, them break up. Styles and almost the Mysterios and RK Bro and too short of a stretch of time, they could draw it out. Um, you know, if that means you know maybe two of those teams split up uh, on the road to WrestleMania. I mean, it's already just shy of January one here, so that that those questions are here kind of um, on, on the forefront. It's like, hey, who's going to split up? Because some of these definitely are WrestleMania quality matches. 
or Orton and Riddle, 100%. Uh, that is a, a nice classic example of a long-term story that gets um, gets the time it deserves, and they have a nice run, and they and they eventually split up. That's the kind of stuff that I lived for when I was a kid as, an, as a fan back in the day. So that'd be cool. And I, I like to see that. If it's Mysterios, I think that's another one, you know, father-son kind of thing, pretty much right itself. Um, and we've already seen Styles and almost, so I'm not quite sure if we're going to see all three or not, but uh, definitely some some interesting times here in the tag division. And speaking of which, Nestor pointing out, yes, they did tease for a second. Archie Bro splitting up here tonight. We had um, Archie Bro opening the show here, talking about Christmas and New Year's, and and you know talking about uh, Randy saying that uh, you know the only way he'll have a happy New Year is if, if he beat Otis tonight, and the only way that they as a duo will have a happy New Year is if they. I've retained the titles at day one. At that point, they didn't know against who. Uh, but now that we now we know it'll be the Street Profits. Uh, Riddle, you know, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, not a whole lot to write. Okay, so Riddle was wearing a party hat. He had a Christmas card, all these things. Um, you know, typical Riddle stuff. He's talking about Vipering turning into a, a, a Viper because Randy Orton. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know, so classic Riddle stuff. Alpha Academy interrupts, like I said a minute ago. We've seen Alpha Academy feuding with RK Bro for a couple weeks, kind of, you know, on the side a little bit during this uh, RK Bronament stuff. Um, Chad Gable still bragging about his master's degree, bragging about his, you know, 4.0 GPO. I think that's cool, you know, they, that he posted about that on Twitter and they're using that for the storyline. I like that. It's pretty fun. You know, it's become kind of like a old school heel kind of thing of, of bragging about being smart. Um, he called Riddle, Riddle an ignoramus. Riddle fired back. You know, saying he's of a higher education. Obviously, if you are familiar with it all, you know that he was referring to maybe something not having to deal with uh, book smarts there. But um, another good, you know, more TV time for Alpha Academy, definitely a good thing. Stephen Chambers saying the Alpha Academy featured tag team champions. Again, as we're saying, well, they've got all these tag teams very clearly uh, on the verge or on the road to Splitsville. Um, so in a way, it's almost like a... a War, battle of attrition where it's like if alpha academy is the last tag team standing in that sense they almost gonna have to be future tag team champions so um i can't disagree and, and they're they're getting tv time now they're they're pretty much featured acts on on raw kind of week by week here um now now unfortunately we had a nice fun i think what this week and last like two week stretch of, of otis being the man that orton couldn't rko rko uh that came doing that tonight orton did rko him and beat otis Something about this has just cracked me up. I mean, Otis, I will always think of him um, as the guy of, of, of heavy machinery saying, Tucky, and, and, and I'm coming, and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Obviously, he's been repackaged as the monster with with, uh, with Chad Gable. It's just, I will always see him that way because I love that run from, from him so much. Um, so just the thought of that Otis facing Randy Orton tonight, even obviously it's, it wasn't that Otis, just that thought in my mind. I don't know. I had fun with it. It was fun. It seemed kind of funny to me. Um, good match. You know, I like Otis. Again, we've talked about it for, for a while now. I think he's doing the best he can with this gimmick here uh, as kind of the the brawn to, to Gable's brain. Uh, again, interesting to have that this matchup with Randy Orton, of all people. Uh, DJ pointing out, yes, that the Otis, I was, the Otis of the past I was just talking to uh, obviously had that, that classic romance with Randy Rose. Um, I high point of, of WWE television in 2020 for me. If you disagree, that's fine. I know it was a little bit divisive there, but I thought that storyline was great, and I don't think I got the the payoff I deserved. Brian Evers saying he misses the old Otis as well. Glad to see I'm not low on some of these takes. I'm, I'm spitting out here, but um, a spit, a spit. So we had you know two matches in this kind of 
feud here for the both tag teams. Uh, Orton and uh, Randy or Orton and Otis was fun, but Gable and and, uh, and Riddle was a very, very good match. Two of the best kind of in-ring workers, if you will, uh, in WWE doing their thing. Riddle wins. Very good match. Uh, very happy to see Gable getting some TV time. Uh, good to see Riddle getting another win. You know, Riddle's rolling. So, again, for stuff like this, you kind of look forward to WrestleMania. It's kind of natural to do so. Pretty, pretty easily see, you know, uh, Riddle feuding with, maybe beating Randy Orton in WrestleMania and kind of really cementing himself as a top star uh, in no time. So, very good match. These, these were at the very beginning of the show here. No complaints. You can't really complain about that one. Um, but good rivalry. And, and even though they both lost, I think either one could have benefited from winning. But at the end of the day, Alpha Academy was on TV yet again. So they're rolling here. Uh, getting a couple of comments about um, Reggie and Dana Brooke here. So we'll keep, we'll keep rolling here, uh, moving on to that. So yes, obviously, as I was saying, as being a beginning of the show, uh, if I didn't explicitly say it, Raw was, was shorthanded where some of the, beyond, not even just the top stars, but just uh, maybe even more people than we realized were, were not at the show. So they had to really kind of lean into some other, you know, maybe people they wouldn't necessarily feature otherwise, you know, in, in the first hour of the show, usually when they can't more often than not kind of feature more of the, uh, you know, I don't know, the, the main eventers, if you will, or, or top drop top stars, if you will, whatever you want to say, whereas tonight, you know, they were, they were shorthanded. So in the first hour, no knock on the town involved, but we had a, a, a mixed tie match between Reggie and Dana, Dana Brooke against R-Truth and Tamina during the first hour. So that kind of went to show you like, okay, we're working with, um, you know, we're not working full capacity here and that's not their fault. You know, if the, the roster is limited here. Now, I think it was more creative raw. Again, we'll, we'll get into some of the ways that, that that was true tonight. It was a more creative, more resourceful raw here. Um, so, and we, we saw that with this mixed tag team match. DJ pointed out that what bugged him about it was the booking of this tag team match. Why put Truth, a babyface, with Tamina, a heel, uh, against Dana Brooke and Reggie? And now, DJ, my friend, you know what I say to that? It's the classic question of WWE programming these days. Could they? coexist now i don't think they actually said it I, oddly enough they love to just to rub it in i don't think they said it for this one um but i i felt this was you know kind of the the clear underlying motive uh on top of just the, the mere fact that they were short short staff short-handed um and then they needed something and, and these two teams or the, this quartet if you will have been kind of interacting here with uh with each other in, in the, in the 24 seven scene. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was weird, but this was a weird raw. This, 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 for me, it took me back to the, the beginning of the pandemic era where you had more video packages, where you had less, you know, less than optimal, optimal roster in terms of people not being there and people either testing positive or being held out for exposure or caution, cautionary reasons. So, <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it was weird. I, it wasn't by the, the best part of show by any means. Uh, Nanda pointing out that uh, Truth and Tamina were the oddball couple just for a night. So Reggie did pin our Truth. Tamina got mad at Truth after the match. So no, they, they could not coexist. Nash pointing out, speaking of something being odd, Dana still has the 24-7 title. That's odd, but good for her. She's still rolling, still going strong as the 24-7 champion. Maybe they'll do some kind of tape segment where she loses it at like a... A New Year's Eve party or something. I don't know if they're they they've been doing some holiday th themed things with this. Um, so maybe we'll see that. But she's she's had the title for a couple weeks now, so good on her. You know, keep on rolling. Uh, DJ again with the question about this tag team match saying they could have used uh, Akira Tozawa. I mean, yeah, 
But mate, for all we know, Akira, from what I recall, uh, Akira wasn't on the show, so maybe he was held out um, for any number of reasons here. Can't really um, speculate on that one. Just, he wasn't. They, they didn't use him. At the very least, that that was uh, that was true. Uh, but Nash pointing out or predicting that Reggie will turn on Dana. Yeah, I mean, I think that the real end goal for for Reggie is to to kind of win Dana's trust by being a friend and turning on her to get the title back. That would actually make sense. So sometimes the most predictable thing is the best thing. So can't complain too much about that one. But when that happens, I don't know. Again, usually this 24-7 reigns, by and large, aren't that long. So maybe that will be sooner and later here. But um, another question from Eddie, wondering where Finn Balor and Austin Theory are. They are scheduled to have a match tonight. But again, they are shorthanded. Um, but one or both guys were, were not at the show or were, 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 were held out of action. So... That's all I can really say. I, I haven't heard any official word on exactly who was there, who was not. Again, just report that they had to rewrite. They had to rewrite the show, even though that match was uh, written from, uh, or sorry, was advertised last week. You know, they had to kind of uh, pivot and, and adapt and do the best they could here. Nesha, I'm with you. Nesha saying she wants, she wants, she wants our truth. She has baby back. Half imagine he will. I think he's at like 52 title reigns right now. Something right around there. Um, Boy, so DJ bringing up a comment about Nikki A.S.H. and the tag titles. I will talk about that, but Stephen Chambers bringing up what is arguably the best or worst part of WWE Raw right now, the, the question, uh, when is Veer debuting on Raw? Now, folks, I wish so badly this show was sponsored by Blue Chew because there is there's a comedic gold mine just waiting there, right? Like, um on my fingertips with this veer stuff because if you didn't know the veer is coming to raw veer is coming to raw veer is coming to raw every single week veer can't stop coming i i just folks oh boy i see i don't i don't want to get get too too out there for you but um if you if you want just go on twitter it's a beautiful thing the 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 combative let's say wrestling twitter uh verse has united and in, in this humor about beer's debut um you know our own uh, bill Pritchard tweeted that um santa came winter came and beer is still coming oh my gosh now now okay it's it's there <laughs> there's a clear divide about okay no one in the right mind is excited about beer debuting on raw right now okay they they have they have uh, run the the exact same, or okay, pretty much the exact same, um, you know, vignette or or teaser for for Veer's debut, which has already happened. Uh, Veer pointing out, oh sorry, Eddie pointing out, Veer already showed up. Veer already came on main event um, this week. He faced Shelton Benjamin, and, and a spoiler alert for you, he faced Shelton Benjamin. I think he faced. I don't remember exactly who, but it was, it was somebody else. Uh, I think last week's main event. So well, Veer already came. Veer has come, um, but he's still coming. The <laughs> oh man, oh I don't I don't want to get too get too far out there, but mm, it's it's hilarious. There's just so much so much comedic gold here. Go on Twitter if you haven't seen some of the stuff yet. People are, are having some fun with it. And it's, it's a grand old time. With all these days, folks, you have to just find stuff that makes it fun. And this this is I'm not doing it justice because I don't want to. You know, I try to maintain some some semblance of, of professionalism here, but my gosh, just go on Twitter, look up some of this Veer um, discourse or the memes. Now, it is worth pointing out 
they uh, WWE pretty clearly, uh, you know, stole or or borrowed, if, if you want to be generous, uh, from AEW's send hook thing. Because uh, I think the WWE social, um, one of the social media pages said, you know, send beer, even though beer is still coming. Beer can't stop coming. Beer is always coming. They're all here. My gosh, folks. Oh, my gosh. It is just so good. It's so good. Um, now, it was it was worth pointing out that, that Mike Johnson of PW Insider noted that Veer was spotted in Detroit, where Raw was tonight. He was on the main event tapings, but he was still not on the show. So, folks, Veer is coming. One of say is Veer will come. I... I could keep going. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be, be a dead horse. I'm. It's just so much fun. It is just so much fun. I. I have the humor sometimes of a five year old. I am so. I'm not. I'm. I am, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Like there are some things that I just find are hilarious. There. There was one thing I remember months ago on NXT back when it was still the black and gold brand that I love so much, uh, where Austin Theory joked about. Um, Oh, there's something. He, he had a pretty juvenile joke, and I thought it was pretty funny. Like, you know, every once in a while, something just strikes me ju- just the right way. And, you know, it, it just gets me. And with, with Raw especially, yeah, you have to just lean on those things that are fun and that are funny and that make the show easier to get through. Because if you don't, especially for someone like me who is sitting here at a desk every single Monday watching all three hours, you, you got to just focus on, on those things. Otherwise... It's going to stop being fun real quick uh, altogether. So, uh, that's just saying, Veer will still be coming six months from now. That's, I'm not going to say it. Oh boy. Oh, Nestor, you almost got me. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. It's fun. I don't want to, I don't want to get, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop before I, before I go too far here. But yes, yes. Thank you, DJ. Let's, let's talk about something else here because I've had my fault. I've had my fun. We had, so if you, if you if you remember when when Hit Row got drafted briefly to SmackDown, it was clearly an act on NXT I was not a big fan of, so that I wasn't exactly thrilled to see them get drafted. I was baffled when they got released very quickly because I I could clearly see their popularity even though I didn't exactly uh, care for them myself. I could see they're over. People liked them. People bought the merch. People they were very buzz buzzworthy and over. Fuck better word. So Grayson Waller showing up on Raw tonight. Um, yes, they were shorthanded. Yes, they the, the, they being WWE itself. So uh, Nesha pointed out it was a very creative episode of Raw. Um, yeah, so so it wasn't all that surprising to see them bring someone up from NXT, especially you know we saw last week AJ Styles went down to NXT, had some had some words with Grayson Waller. So here tonight on Raw, Grayson Waller was in the crowd. Uh, having his sign of you know the great the great smaller effect AJ Styles giving a promo now as I said a minute ago um WWE had to pivot AJ was scheduled to face almost one week after they were um scheduled to have they, the match was scheduled for the show after they broke up last week but the match was rescheduled uh during the show um, again I, I've cited him several times Mike Johnson of, of PW, PW Insider uh, reported that uh that almost was the show and then he got sent home so I'm not sure what happened there uh, I, I don't really get that, you know, in terms of if he was there, what happened? You know, he was scheduled for the show. I'm not quite sure, but uh, I'm going to actually double check on that real quick. I don't want to be sharing things that aren't true, but uh, as far as I saw, yeah, almost was at the show. He was in Detroit and he was sent home. He was sent home. He left Detroit, even though, so he's not backstage, but he, but he went home. 
and we don't know why or anything you know anything about it uh i was a little surprised you know they had they had wally here he confirmed AJ styles he said that he wants to take AJ styles a spot styles said you're not even story yet styles uh, kind of kind of buried the next nxt 2.0 not the best look for someone that's not the biggest fan of nxt 2.0 the the, the 2.0 uh, era if you will i didn't mind that so much especially um not the big fan of of grace Moore being kind of like rocket to the top here as as the guy that you know took johnny gargano out um so no uh we uh we're gonna we're supposed to have aj versus almost almost wasn't there so there is twice tonight particularly that i could think of they had uh two uh kind of transitions to a commercial break where it was like this superstar live just for for mic time so they had age of styles live even though we thought we were gonna get into styles versus almost so right there i was like all right probably not gonna get almost here so aj cuts a promo saying he's gonna kick almost his teeth down so you gotta pay your dues very much your typical stuff and then uh we see while we're in the crowd they kind of they go back and forth and then uh paul cruz comes out uh with with commander aziz this was very confusing because after a brief promo commander aziz got got a little time on the mic he challenged Age Styles to a match, but then we get a commercial. They come back, and then Apollo Cruz is in the match. So, got that match there. Um, very good match. Apollo is great. AJ is phenomenal. Pardon, pun, pun intended. Um, very good match. You know, AJ, one of those wrestlers in the world. Apollo's been had a great. Apollo's great. It's great. Um, but that was confusing, and I also thought, well, if you're going to have Grayson there. Yeah, yeah, you, you could say that it kind of be rushing it. I just thought it could be kind of be a good spot to have Waller have a match on Raw and see what he could do if you're going to be selling him so much like this, you know, in, in terms of pushing him like this top star. Um, Nesha's saying she liked Grayson Waller. She, she hated they turned him heel. Yeah, I mean, they've turned him... That's, uh, turn him heel doesn't even do it justice. They turned him heel and, like, just cranked it up. I mean, the man killed, like, in terms of the, the NXT character. He took out the heart and soul of nxt johnny gargano and just like the uh, just uber heat like everyone just hates this character for doing that like and then even on raw like the crowd was booing the heck out of this guy it's a little hard to tell if that's go away heat or actual heat for uh, as a heel maybe a little bit of both um nando saying that he finds uh grayson a little boring yeah i mean like i said not the biggest fan of him more so i'm i'm just more biased like i i, I love johnny gargano as a performer so I, I'm more looking at like uh, I'm having a hard time getting behind what this guy's doing in that sense. There's I sometimes have a hard line of like fan versus like critic, I guess, and I'm biased in that way. But um, boy, boy, oh boy. Um, so no, I, I I more I think this was just kind of a one-off of of Waller kind of his number being called a, a next man up kind of thing. I don't see this really going into next week or beyond unless this this situation with being shorthanded continues which it very well might i don't know um if that's the case maybe we'll see while face aj now she's predicting that we could see waller and aj team up i'm more i more think this is going to be a feud and that aj will be back as a, as a single star because he's been in this tag team for the better part of a year now dating back to last april maybe a little longer but uh yeah, uh, I thought it was good good for Waller to get on Raw here to kind of like, you know, to get to get in front of that the the, the Raw audience compared to NXT. Good for him. I thought he did fine in that sense. Cut a promo, you know, no, nothing groundbreaking, but it's not like he like 
had a bad promo or anything. I was fine. You know, again, my any any criticism I have is more just like, oh, this guy, this guy got rid of Johnny Gargano, and I I just can't as a as a fan in that sense. I'm a, I'm a little, you know, you know, maybe a little naive in that sense. That little kind of part of me, it's like I know it's you know it's business. Gargano left. That was the angle. I know all that stuff. I'm saying as a fan, I'm like, all right, this guy got rid of Gargano. I'm like, you know, let's boo. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, Obviously, we can talk about we're going to be talking all about NXT tomorrow. We're talking about Braun Breaker maybe maybe beating Champa, maybe Waller challenging for the title. We'll be talking about that over on the NXT NXT side of things here as well. Um, you know, that's point out maybe maybe he'll he'll recruit a new rookie with with Styles and uh, Waller kind of being the the sequel to Styles and almost maybe maybe. But again, I really think that there's just so much potential to have AJ go back as a single star. Maybe feuding with Edge. Maybe feuding with anybody biggie i want to see that match they kind of tease that back extreme rules and i'd love to see that a lot of options for Age of styles on raw uh, i think his best use might be as a single star here um but i think it's great either way now another thing you know i, I had my fun with the with the veer stuff um the waller thing was definitely another big one other than the Val renewal uh two more things here that really kind of stood out to me one of them being uh dj pointing out that uh, kevin owens beat subject alexander now before the match here Kevin Owens had a promo. This is the second of the two things I can remember that they had, you know, this superstar live after the commercial. So they had Kevin Owens live uh, coming back from that commercial. Um, just giving him mic time, which is not a bad thing. And obviously, I don't remember if we talked about this um, last week or not. I would, I would assume we did. I'm not exactly sure when the news broke, but um, in case we didn't, yes, Kevin Owens has resigned with WWE. He has confirmed himself. He's staying a multi-year deal. So all the weeks of us assuming that Kevin Owens will be gone come, you know, a month from now, roughly out the window, Kevin Owens is Team WWE for the next several years. So everything that we thought we could we could predict about the day one match, not out the window, but is definitely kind of thrown that um, for a loop in terms of like, okay, you know, I very much was like, all right, Kevin Owens pretty much out the door. Uh, you can pretty much assume he's going to, not only will he not win at day one, he will very, very likely get pinned because he's leaving. No, Kevin Owens is not leaving. So now, Brian Everett beat me to the punch saying he's hoping Owens is the next WWE champion. So I tweet about during the show, I'm like, Owens is staying. There is something to be said for having Kevin Owens win the title at day one. You know, Biggie's had a good reign. Biggie had a great promo tonight from uh, uh, from a via satellite, I guess, a, a taped video promo about being the champion, about becoming a, a top star the right way. I thought it was a very, very good, passionate promo uh, from Biggie. I'm a, I am a big fan of Biggie. I've been seeing the man's praises pretty much every show here, dating back to when I started this the SmackDown show last fall. Just you know, every, before he even went on this current run, I, I was hoping he would be he'd be he'd be where he is now months and months before it even happened i'm so glad that he is but now but now i think okay you know owens has resigned we can't assume that he's going to lose let alone get pinned um could he win and there's there's something compelling about that with eddie saying you know owens could be the champion could win the champion on uh the saturday as like a, a reward of sorts for resigning because everyone and their brother practically assumed Owen would, Owens would leave when his contract expired in January. The writing was on the wall. Owens literally teased himself in tweets. Every single report, every sign, every rumor, every fan speculation that didn't really have any backing. But the narrative was Owens is leaving. 
let's brace for it get ready for it enjoy this run of kevin owens and you know just you know get get ready he's leaving and 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 cheers while we have him and instead he is here and it's great good for him doing doing it for his family doing it for himself you know cool good for him um and now he's staying why not he, he was the universal champion uh he's not been the, the wwe champion so i don't know there's just something compelling about that i think i think he deserves it first and foremost now you know i, I think that there is definitely some cause to say okay hey let's you never know, world this guy because again he had every reason every reason on paper to go to aw his friends are there He'd, he'd presumably have more creative freedom. He presumably, um, well, I mean, that's the biggest thing, really. Um, and he'd, he'd be one of the cool kids, if you will, right? I think I'm, I'm fair in saying that. And I don't want to get derailed into all the WWE stuff that is a whole can of worms and we don't have to go there. But I'm just saying, I, I think there's something to be said for that, where it's like he had every reason to go and he chose to stay. So now we're going into day one with the previous narrative being that, oh, there's no way Kevin's going to win. But now, he even said tonight, he's, he's hatched this master plan, perhaps part of it behind the scenes, was uh, working us all into a shoot about his contract status uh, or, or his odds of resigning. Now he's saying, I just think there's something said for that. No knock on Biggie whatsoever. But that sets up um, a natural you know, comeback story of like, oh, you know, maybe he, maybe he pins Seth Rollins or, or whatever happens. Um, maybe Owens wins. I think there's something pretty cool about that. Uh, I think it deserves it. I think it could set up, even though we've already been seeing Owens Biggie feud for you know about two months now. Yeah, not great, but maybe we maybe we spin off and do more of a Biggie Rollins feud in the short term. Give Owens someone else to do if he wins. They have options. Um, but I just I think there's something there. Do I think it's going to happen? Not necessarily. No. I I think I think the smart money is on Biggie retaining. Assuming now, okay, I got some major you know corrections. Uh, on Twitter tonight, when when I tweeted, okay, we had Owens the promo tonight. We had um, Biggie's video promo. We had Seth Rollins the video promo. Lashley was not there, and he did not have a, a video promo. But MVP spoke on his behalf during a promo on the show. Um, so I tweeted, oh, by all appearances, it looks like WWE is going with the scheduled day one card. Um, you know, kind of as planned, despite the the COVID situation. They're they're you know all systems go pushing on here. I got helpfully reminded by several people on Twitter that no, they uh, even as recent as SummerSlam, uh, they they reported that uh, sorry WWE uh, operated to the the day of the show as if it would be Sasha Banks versus Bianca Blair for the title, and said Sasha was pulled from show last minute. Becky Lynch returned, rest is history, blah blah blah, and also Roman, Roman Reigns for WrestleMania 36 at the outset of the pandemic era, uh, the onset of the pandemic era. He was also uh, pulled from the show fairly last minute, and they had to uh, adjust. So yes, I I was wrong on that one. Okay, it was it is entirely possible that any of these matches, even even if they were um, hyped up tonight, uh, the, the, and, and they were, that they could easily be changed the day of Saturday, and um, that that is a hundred percent a possibility. I I overlooked that. Sometimes you just kind of like get lost in the moment of like, oh, they're doing the video promos and and cool, you know. Um, you know, I, I, I and so I just kind of made that assumption. I, I misspoke. I admit that. I'm, I apologize. I just uh, when you when you cover wrestling, you know, pretty every pretty much every night of the week, you, you overlook some of these things. So I, I was off on that one. So 
Um, at this at this point, it seems like they're operating business business as usual. The card is uh, the card is what it is, and that's what we're gonna get. But of course, of course, there's always the modifier card subject to change. Now, uh, I mentioned earlier, and Nash reminding us here, Seth tweeted that he has COVID. He tweeted Merry COVID Christmas to me, very seemingly implying that, yes, he has COVID. That was on Sunday. Don't exactly know when, when he tested positive. If that was Sunday or Saturday, I don't know. When we know more, we will let you know. But that would seem to, he was not at the show tonight. He had a video, he had a sent in video message. So uh, the new CDC guidelines have, have, um, Cut back the the time you need to quarantine if you've tested positive and or been exposed. So I I don't quite know. I saw someone tweet some one some a reliable source tweet during the show. In theory, based on those guidelines, Rollins would be able to make the show. But I I don't know. Could he want? Could could he opt to sit out of the show for cautionary reasons because he he has a baby at home? Yes, yes. That is always a possibility. Any one of these performers, any given day, could make the 100% valid direction or valid decision of, oh, hey, I have a family. I want them to be safe, so I'm not going to go out here in this very, very, very risky situation, and and wrestle and, and be in close contact with people that, for all I know, could have COVID, and I not know it because the company reportedly is not requiring COVID testing every week. That is a hundred percent a valid decision. So I don't know. We could very easily be here on um on the day one post show. The show's on on Saturday. I will probably do the show on Sunday. Uh, Saturday is one of my days off, and I, I I need I need those days just to get away. So I'll probably do a you know the, the the day after day one post show on Sunday. Hope you'll join me. But um we could be here on that show talking about how some of these performers were not at the show on Saturday. And there's just no way to know. They could decide that very day. Someone else could test positive that very day. Someone else could test positive on Friday. You just don't know what could happen. Again, I said it earlier in the show, this is a very fluid, unpredictable time. Eddie, Eddie thank, thank you for specifically pointing out, yes, the CDC cut back uh, to 10, I think. Um, I saw they cut back to 10 days, but then it was five days uh, for that quarantine time. So um, I, I just don't know. You know, yes, even even on paper, if he if he quarantines and he can he can safely air quotes on that one safely compete at the show on Saturday, and he and or anyone else could easily say, okay, I'm not comfortable with that. Because um, for me, I'll admit it, I've said it several times before in the show. I'm an, I'm an anxious person. Even with that update guideline, I look at that and I'm like, I I'm I, if I were in that situation, I would probably. Add a day, two day, three days to that to make sure, with the beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I was 100% safe. Especially again in the situation where they're no longer requiring testing, reportedly. So I would have no way of knowing if the person I am literally rubbing up against in the ring <laughs> has COVID. Like that. That it seems. Not. I'm not criticizing the CDC. I'm saying like with this this situation, that is a thing we have to consider. So again, a whole other can of worms. Um, there's just no way to know. Uh, we, we're talking about Seth, Seth Rollins uh, and, and the State of Four Way. Bobby Lashley was also on the show. Also, didn't mention it. Shout out to Kevin Owens. Line of the night. He said, "My mom, my mother says I'm special." Kevin Owens, Chef Kiss. You're you're a treasure. You're you're a gentleman and a scholar. We love you. 
I'm, I am glad that he stayed in that sense. I've become a huge fan of AEW, so I would have loved to see what Kevin Steen could do there. But as a WWE fan, I am very glad Kevin was saying. I'm very glad what, what he could do if he wins the title day one. If he, someone else said, if he wins the Rumble. If he, who knows, if he gets the, the high-profile match he deserves at WrestleMania against Edge or AJ Styles. Who even knows at this point? Who knows? So, you know, I, I think that's great. Owen, uh, Chambers is saying Owen's better as a heel. He's he's thriving as a heel. He's doing great as a heel. And um, he just turned heel in November. So, in theory, we'll, we will ride this one out here for a couple months. Presumably, he'll be feuding with a face uh, heading into WrestleMania. Who that is, I don't know. We'll wait and see on that one. But uh, speaking briefly, we're talking about Seth Rollins. And I mentioned earlier, but yes, Rollins implied that he tested positive. Nash pointing out they are married. So, if Seth tests positive... It stands to reason that Becky either could have test positive or she is being held out for that clear exposure. So, again, uh, she has a, her woman's title match here on um, on day one. She's facing with Morgan. A little weird thing. They had the ring announcer introduce a lengthy video package, three-minute video package uh, for this feud, which just reminded me that I didn't really care for. I haven't really been caring for this feud, and I, I've become a little uh, increasingly clear about that. I was a little kind of you know, reluctant to say that at first because people were all aboard the Liv Morgan train. And I and I am a boy, all aboard the Liv Morgan train. I think she's great. She's so talented. But again, not doing so great with these promos. Not a big fan of it um, in terms of the, the, the material she's being given. And that kind of shined in this pro in this video package, which is literally made up of all the promos. So uh, Liv and Becky were not on the show tonight. So uh, again, that goes to show that you know, uh, yeah, day one, I, there's just no way to know. I don't know if Becky's going to be there. I don't know if Liv's going to be there. We, we, we just don't know. We we will hear us and provide more details as, as they become available. Obviously, we, we always wait to as as we as much as we can until details are are verified and you know fairly solid. We never we never hope to speculate or or spread um, un, un, uncertain information or rumors or anything like that. We try to be a reliable source for you all. Of, that's always our, our objective so um for now it is very much a a vague um you know this person was not on the show what that means for day one i don't know i wish i could i wish i could tell you more but there's there we, we simply can't because again it's a very unpredictable thing so with that two more things to wrap up here we're already uh, going we're going we're going late but we got two more things because they, they are noteworthy uh damon priest have defended the uh the united states title against Dolph Ziggler tonight this came after, I think, uh, Priest got DQ'd against, I think, Baba Rude one week or something. He got um, DQ'd against, I think, got DQ'd against Ziggler in the championship uh, contenders match. So the title is on the line tonight, and, and Priest cut backstage promo before the match. And you know what he said? He, he said last week he lost control. His inner demon came out. His inner Damien came out. And, folks, it was at that point that I was like, my gosh, this Damien Priest character is not good. It is not good. I've been saying that since they've gone on this whole like heaven and hell thing, you know, multi-personality thing. I don't really know what they're going for, um, but it's very clearly some kind of like angel and demon thing. And that was 100% drilled in. They had his his entrance tonight. I'm not sure if this uh, specific thing was new, but his entrance graphic, his little, his nameplate, if you will, on, on the video screen, it was Damien in this like demonic kind of thing. Um, 
and priest and an angelic kind of thing. Nesha, yes, I'm, I'm, I really like priest the way he was. Nesha saying that she liked priest the way he was there. But this, this ain't it. This is not it. Mike, the priest was one of the best parts of Raw. The, this, this hot baby face rising right to the top. He was on a run, on a roll. Uh, a guy that I thought could kind of potentially win the Rumble. Someone, someone asked during the show. I think Nando asked my, uh, my dark horse of the Rumble. You asked me two months ago. I wanted to see Damian Priest. You asked me now. I, I would hope not. Not, not this Damian Priest. Um, dark horse. If Riddle count, if Riddle counts, I would say him. That'd be a little, a little off the wall, a little bit. Um, that's just saying doesn't like the change. And Brian also, speaking of change, does not like the. Uh, does, he misses Priest's old music. I miss Priest's old music too. I thought that was great. New one, not so much. Uh, Steam Chambers also not digging this version of Damian Priest. So clearly, we are not digging Damian Priest right now, and that's a shame because he's so talented. Um, so yet again, he got DQ'd here. So there you go. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and this goes to show that they, yes, they will likely continue this. Uh, they will likely do a no, a no DQ match because someone tweeted during the show, like, oh, Priest is unstoppable. Who will anyone ever take this out from it? And I jokingly said, no, well, let's keep getting DQ'd and he'll keep the title, you know, for who even knows how long. So maybe we'll do a no DQ match, maybe at day one. Uh, DJ put out what if, if they do this, this no DQ match, maybe Dolph will win. Maybe Dolph will win. Um, with this kind of like aggressive side piece of the showing, you know, the, the clear kind of uh, at least, you know, path forward to a heel turn is there. Uh, we've been, we've been expecting it there for a while. DJ saying that that's been pretty, pretty apparent. So yeah, I mean, that, I think that's a pretty safe prediction. In a general sense, if it's at day one against Ziggler, I don't know. That match hasn't been confirmed as far as I know. I'm working right now just to see if I missed anything during the show. Not that I see, but um, definitely possible. You know, I think that'll make sense. I would imagine we're going to see it at some point. But no, it's just so weird. Like, and he's and he's wearing more more like eye eye makeup, and you know, like he kind of like snaps. And um, Stephen Chambers nicely summing it up, saying, "Yes, uh, Priest is a good talent." But doesn't like him as as a so as a psychopath kind of gimmick here, or as, as I as I said, kind of this like multi personality thing. If enough, if, if that's the case, if they're going for like a multi personality thing, that's not great because that that's a serious like that's a thing that the people deal with, and doing it in this in this kind of like it's not comedic, but it's like doing it for the sake of storyline isn't great. But it's maybe, and maybe it's more of a heaven and hell thing. Again, he said his his inner Damien came out. Ah, oh, folks, it's just saying it. It's just saying it. And that's why, as <laughs> a circle back to it, that's why you got, you got something like Veer, how Veer can't stop coming to Raw. Uh, that, that I just, I hone on that and I, I, I cling to it because, like, you need to focus on the fun stuff. And speaking of fun stuff, Eric Bischoff was on the show tonight. Um, a very, a very unexpected surprise. Um, you know, I, I didn't see this one coming. The sidebar, I didn't wonder where Finn Balor, Austin Theory were. I thought I mentioned this earlier. They were set to have a match tonight. They were held out, held out of action. Um, as far as, again, just any number of talents were not on the show. They are either held out of uh, precautionary reasons. Uh, some of them may have tested positive. We don't, we don't know who. I'm not going to speculate on who who's who in terms of testing positive or, or precaution. But all I can say, Eddie, is that they were not on the show. That's all we can really say. Um, because they were shorthanded, and that's all they released to it. So Eric Bischoff was on the show because uh, they announced prior, I think it was yesterday, or maybe maybe even Saturday, that Friday, I don't even know, they announced 
at some point leading into the show here that Miz and Maurice will be renewing their vows as part of the build to Mrs. Match with Edge day one. And he knew they had to do something kind of fun here. And what they do, they brought in Eric Bischoff, the former president of WCW, WWE Hall of Famer, Eric Bischoff. Um, of course, if you remember, Eric Bischoff officiated the, the infamous Billy and Chuck wedding back in 2002. So, of course, yeah, it makes, it makes sense to have him with this wedding. I think that was a kind of like a fun callback. Nobody saw it. I didn't see it coming. I was like, oh, hey, it's Eric Bischoff. Like, what's he doing here? And, and then, of course, you kind of take a moment. And you're like, oh. He has that connection. Makes sense. Cool. Um, Bischoff, living legend in the wrestling business. Sure, he's a, he's a, he's a divisive figure. I'm a big fan of his, his 83 Weeks podcast, Conrad Thompson. Look back at his career, WCW and everything. I think that's fun. This is a guy that just, what, two years ago was kind of the, well, he was the, the executive director of SmackDown. That didn't last very long, but he, clearly he's still in WWE's good graces. He had a good run with WWE after WCW, so He's been a, a WWE character for, you know, some time now. And so oh, I thought that made sense. It was fun. So he was the guy that the Miz brought in to officiate the, the, the renewal of his vows. I thought that Miz Maurice did a great job of this. This was the quote-unquote main event of the show. Um, thought it was fun. Uh, Bischoff had a great line that uh, the, the, the wrestling industry... Uh, the rest, or the world, wrestling world uh, gives weddings the respect they deserve. And obviously... Other than the index, the wonderful index wedding that I love so much from NXT, uh, we we all know that weddings never go according to plan in, in wrestling, in wrestling, particularly WWE. Um, so you could kind of expect something was gonna, gonna, gonna go wrong here. Very cool to see Eric Bischoff. Brian saying it was a fun surprise. Um, that's just saying probably may have been a ratings ploy. Yeah, probably, you know, especially on the show without a show without Biggie in person, without any number of these other top stars here. DJ saying that Bishop needs to color his hair. I mean, hey, you can't fault the guy on that one. I think he rocks that nice kind of silvery look. Good for him. Of course, uh, if you're uh, a fan from the Natural Era, naturally you would think of uh, the Natural Era, you know, of Bischoff and WCW, WWF, all that stuff. Um, so, of course, Ms. Maurice renewing the vows. Ms. tripped on his way to the ring. It's fine. He's only human. Um, and then, obviously, we had these two who are married in real life, uh, renewing their vows. And I thought they did a great job. They were selling the emotion. I fell for it. They actually kind of got me. I'm like, oh, they're actually crying. They love each other. They actually did look like actually, I don't know, happy. <laughs> that actually looked like two people in love. So I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. And speaking of things that are cool, Steve Chamberlain was cool to see Bischoff. So, you know, yeah, this was, this was, was fun. I, like, I didn't, didn't have a problem with it, and you kind of you, you did know that something was going to go wrong, and something did. So we had the renewal of the vows. Ms. Maurice were simultaneously saying that they love each other and they're going to, you know, cherish each other forever, and also, you know, saying, "Oh, Ms. is going to win on Sunday, and he's going to prove the edges and the edge of old." You know, harmless stuff. Um, DJ ends. Oh, well, actually, I'll hold up on that one. So then Edge comes out saying that he's going to beat Ms. Ass on Sunday. Oh, sorry, Saturday. I'm used to the Sunday, Sunday day for pay-per-views. Uh, but before that, he's got because Miz embarrassed him last week, he's gonna embarrass Midge tonight. So what did he do? He gave the Miz a quote unquote bloodbath. Now, this was the second bloodbath. Um, Eddie would have beat me to the punch within seconds. So say Eddie's saying the Edge doing the bloodbath for the second time since his return. Of course, he gave Seth Rollins bloodbath during their uh, the road to their match at SummerSlam, and now he gave the uh, Miz a bloodbath here during his um Second wedding, kind of wedding vow renewal kind of night. Um, ruining the night for him on that one. And that should point out that yes, Miz tripped. I don't think that was planned, 
maybe it was it's fine you know just kind of you know, they, they he he was very graceful about it kind of kept rolling uh, but yes edge with the with the blood with the quote-unquote uh bloodbath you know fun nostalgic stuff for the brood uh brian ever saying the brood the bloodbath or the, the brood bath was nice the brood music played fun for nostalgia um no complaints on that one but uh dj pointed out the gang girl needs to be get needs to get involved here if they keep bring back the brood baths here i keep saying blood bath. it's not blood it, it is chocolate syrupy like goo um that's fun i mean the, the this this era of edge the, the brood era was a little before my time i i started watching wwe in 2008 and i and i caught up on some of the things that i missed otherwise i went back and studied that era and studied all these things but i i didn't watch it at the time i was i was literally a year old when when the brood was going strong maybe two years old at that, at that time so uh, a little before my time on that one but um especially if you if you were watching during that actively during that time of course that's a fun nostalgic thing for you fun end of the show here with Miz and maurice both drenched in uh chocolatey goo fake not blood whatever you want to call it um this was fun uh i thought this was kind of a nice way to kind of get the storyline back on track i was talking about it last week with john here on the show that you know the first week was strong and they kind of like lost some steam here uh, and the, the, i think the next two weeks or so and this is a fun way to kind of get it back on track so thank you on that one brew, brew baths are fun good for nostalgia good for edge love edge big fan um and, and, and we're going into into the into the in the show on saturday we got day one edge gonna face the miz i previewed some of these other matches here um so edge and miz were both on show tonight so assuming all goes well they will both be on the show on saturday for their match I think it'll be fun. I'm a big fan of both guys. Um, at this point, I think Edge needs it more uh, in terms of he could easily take that win and um, feud with somebody else. If that's AJ Styles, as we've been talking about on the show for a couple weeks now, if that's whoever the WWE champion is after day one, you know, we uh, I meant, meant to mention uh, earlier, Edge faced Kevin Owens for the first time ever at WWE show for Madison Square Garden yesterday at the live event. So you could easily kind of think, okay, maybe we go there. Maybe they'll do that on the road to WrestleMania. I think that'd be fun. A lot of people want to see that. Edge has said he wants to see, um, I think that he wants to feud with, uh, with Kevin Owens there. So I think that'd be pretty good. What's Richard Weaver? Hey, every time I say any single thing, I, I say a word. Anybody is more than welcome to disagree. What Richard's saying, he disagrees. Saying Miz, Miz needs it more. I, I I think they both need it in, in that sense. I think that's fair. Um, I just think... I mean, it, it, it sounds crazy. It's crazy to, to say we're in 2021. Just a couple months ago, Miz was the WWE champion. So, you know, in that sense, like, does he like need it? Need it? I don't necessarily think so. In terms of like, Miz is the kind of guy that could easily just kind of like get some promos, get some heat, and, and you know, be just fine. Nothing like she expects Miz to win. I think that's fair. As for Edge, maybe he'll bounce back. Stephen Chambers saying with a a second Royal Rumble win in a row, maybe. Uh, I think I think it should go to someone else in terms of like maybe as I, I'm always a fan of the idea that the Royal Rumble, by and large, should go to a, a rising star. Uh, obviously, the Edge comeback story last this past year was great. Uh, in 2020, it was Drew McIntyre, so I'm a big, big fan of that in that sense. Um, but yes, by that point, it will be. Next point, out, it will be 2022, a whole new year. So you know maybe maybe uh maybe Miz needs that when on day one of 2022 literally uh to kick off his his year on a strong note so and likewise Richard Beaver saying edge losing won't hurt him because he's edge he's a hall of famer he's fine and I, and I think that's fair so 
with that, we're on the road day one here, just a few short days away, despite all the stuff that's going on. Uh, for my, my thoughts on Raw here, I mean, with these clear, with these, these shows that are clearly influenced by the you know COVID nineteen situation and everything, they're shorthanded. I can never really blame them all that much in terms of like they're doing the best they possibly can. They had a show with that where they couldn't actually use Biggie or Seth Rollins or Becky Lynch or with Morgan, who even knows who else uh, was, was pulled from the show tonight. So. I can't like knock them further for that in terms of like how I might have rated the show otherwise. So it's very much on a curve, even though Raw's already Raw's already on a curve because we try not to grade too too harshly in general. Um, I would give Raw a six, maybe even a six point five for that very reason, for the fact that it was the, one of these shorthanded shows. I mean, compared to some of the stuff that we saw. Um, you know, that we saw during the, the, the brunt, the height of the pandemic era, I really, I can't complain. Like, they did the best they could. The fact that they still put on a show tonight at all, where we had Riddle and Gable and Orton and and Otis, and we had the Street Profits and Serios, had we had this fun wedding, we had Eric Bischoff and a fun cameo, like, oh, we got all those fun stuff. Despite all these things going on, um, you know, literally very, very clearly affecting the company with the COVID-19 situation, so DJ gave him a high seven for simply trying the good old uh, participation trophy, not in a sarcastic sense, but in a, in a literal, and I'm giving, I'm weighing on that. I, I will give him that, uh, that participation, that, that A for effort um, in that sense. And maybe you can say that's, that's too generous, but when you're hit with something like this, you just got to give him credit. Cause yeah, it's not easy to put on a show to likely have to rewrite the whole show kind of presumably with a quick turnaround. Uh, Nestor saying it was decent, and Nestor, you had said earlier, it was it was fun um, because it was creative. They were forced to get creative. And we've seen it before. When WWE has to get creative, more often than not, it's more fun. So, with all this thing being considered, I thought it was a pretty darn good, or if not at least solid, effort considering uh, all these circumstances here. So, Stephen was 6, Nestor was 6.5. Richard Weaver was a solid six. Brian Everett with a six. Um, they did they did their best because of the circumstances. I would agree. Richard Weaver saying it would have been a four if not for Bischoff. I mean, yeah, I thought that was a very fun surprise. So when, again, that that is my big takeaway for tonight. When WWE has to get creative, that's 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 at their best. So otherwise, far too often they get lazy, complacent, and they lean on the same old things. I. Don't think they really did any of the, the coexist stuff tonight, other than the indirect stuff with Tamina and R2 for that was the, the implication. Um, yeah, I naturally again the, the writers, the production producers, who even who even knows? Who even knows how bare bones, uh, how uh shorthanded they were tonight? I don't know. So, you know, can't fault them on that one. Fairly solid show here. Again, we got day one on Saturday. Um, I will likely do the the post show on Sunday. Just as like kind of the the day after day one kind of thing there, because um, yes, it, it is New Year's Day, and it is one of my, one of my days off. So <laughs> forgive me for wanting to enjoy that uh, to bring in the new year uh, with just taking it easy, because otherwise I'm all I'm constantly grinding trying to help you all enjoy the wrestling as we do here us zone. So with that, uh, likewise on Friday they announced that uh, it will be it will indeed be a clip show for SmackDown. It will not be a live show. Therefore. Robert and I will not have an actual show um, for for SmackDown this week. I'm sorry about that. Obviously, we had Christmas on on Christmas, Christmas Eve and Friday night. We're going to do a show for that. We're going to work. We're not going to do a show on that one. Uh, we had I, I had I think two weeks of, of doing GCW, um, and there's there, there's we do the best we possibly can. Sometimes they're just 
Um, it's just sometimes it, the cards don't, the cookie does not crumble the right way. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes with this, you know, it's New Year's Eve. And literally in this case, there'd be nothing to review. You know, uh, yeah, we, like we could do a day one preview, but it's a holiday. I imagine many of you are going to want to be doing fun stuff. You're not going to be wanting to just be sitting here late into a Friday night, um, talking all things wrestling here. So, and I, I appreciate you all so much when you do. Do not get me wrong. I appreciate you beyond what I could possibly express. But it's New Year's Eve. I imagine you all will have much better things to do than listen to me ramble uh, incoherently about wrestling for more than an hour uh, late into the wee hours of the morning. But whenever you do, I appreciate it so much. Honestly, at the bottom of my heart, I thank you all so much for that. Not just thanking, thanking me for the work I do. I mean, I, I, I appreciate that more than I can even say. You know, I, I, I try you know, to, help, to, to do these shows, to, 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 to write the news, to do all, anything I can possibly do here. To, to give you all good content, whether it's these shows or other podcasts or for the, for what for us is on or the news or editorials, whatever it might be. I do, I do try as best I can um, day in, day out. And again, when I do have those days off, like on Saturday, it's like, all right, uh, sometimes, sometimes I'll switch things around and be like, all right, I will, you know, work that, work it around and, and, you know, make changes. It's New Year's Eve or New Year's day. I'll do the show next day. I hope you'll join me on that one. But with that being said, Last minute, last minute predictions for day one. All right. Last minute, if I had to go instantaneous uh, here, um, boy, oh, boy. Uh, I think it'd be fun to see a Kevin Owens win the title. I'm going to lean on Big E. I just think that's probably the best play. John kind of seemed to disagree last week. He, he said that it, he doesn't see Big E last in WrestleMania with a title. I think that's fair. Maybe he was in the Rumble. I don't know. But if I had, if, I, if you asked me to pick, I'm going to go for Big E with, if, if I can cheat, with a solid kind of like runner up of, of Kevin Owens in that sense. Um, again, with the COVID situation, definitely throwing a wrench in the whole thing. I don't know, but with a card that is announced as currently stands, uh, that's my prediction for the WWE title match. Otherwise we know that it will be RK bro versus street profits. It's going to be okay, bro. Got to imagine that, um, uh, boy, lost me thought that I, I got to imagine it's going to be RK bro. Uh, and we'll, we'll see them split up here at some point soon. Um, Nesha very wisely <laughs> saying she's not going to make predictions based on what's going on. I get asked the question. I, I got to get my two cents. And if, if I'm sitting here on, on Sunday saying, well, folks, I was entirely off because the whole card was changed. All right. I, I'll, I'll easily um, take back my words on that one. But if you're asking me based on the card that we're, that we're supposed to get, this is what I'm going to say. So I got to imagine it's going to be RK, bro. Nesha predicting uh, somehow, whether it's uh, the match actually happens, or if something changes on Saturday, that Owens will win the belt. But Richard Hoover agreeing that it's going to be Biggie. That's going to be my like tentative pick. But I think Owens has a good shot. Um, I think I think any of them could. I think any of them are strong, fairly strong cases. But those are my kind of leading contenders on that one. Um, assuming we're going to get Becky and Liv uh, round two, it's got to be Becky Liv. I'm sorry, not seeing it right now. Maybe maybe she'll win the Rumble and get a nice redemption story. But it's not. It's not. It's not right now. Edge and Miz. Stephen Chambers saying it's going to be Edge. I gotta agree. I think the the better place there of having Edge win and do something else in terms of AJ or or challenging for the title again. If that's Kevin Owens, I don't know. I think I think that makes sense. Miz will be fine. Edge will, Edge will be will be fine with loss as well. But there you go. Uh, if they add more matches to the card, I can't even predict on them. I don't know. Um, I had the the raw side of things queued up on a minute ago i'm probably blanking on stuff but oh boy um 
what else? We got Roman and Brock. I got to imagine. I didn't get to, didn't get, didn't get to talk about it last week. The masterful Roman Reigns plus Paul Heyman segment was probably a swerve. Paul Heyman's probably going to screw Brock Lesnar over uh, at day one, and we'll keep going with there. Maybe setting up for WrestleMania rematch. Reigns ain't losing on Saturday. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. Reigns is going to keep going strong. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Assuming all those matches keep going. Um, I don't think there's a SmackDown Women's Tag Team title match announced for the show. I'm going to quickly pull up the day one card as it is announced. Um, but, yeah, we know it will be Edge and Miz, as I said. Otherwise, here, uh, the title matches, assuming they go on. I've made those predictions. WWE title, Universal title, SmackDown. T- oh, we have a SmackDown tag title of um, of oh, oh, so New Day. I would assume Usos. I mean, I think New Day could win. I think that would make sense. Um, I think that's kind of a toss-up on that one. That's <laughs> just saying it's bedtime. All right, folks. All right. Yes, and I am going way longer than I thought it would be It's for doing the show by myself here tonight. I appreciate you all for sticking with me. It means the world for your support. Nesha predicting New Day on that one. Uh, Richard Weaver jokingly saying global win holding the ropes, maybe. In terms of matches that aren't on the card, um... Stephen Chambers saying maybe we'll get Nakamura versus Zayn. Zayn won a, a nice IC title match on SmackDown. Maybe for the kickoff. Maybe if they're, especially if they're shorthanded, could see it. But, you know, I really, yeah, like Nesha said, I, I don't even feel confident in these predictions for the matches because I don't know if they're going to go on a scheduled. But assuming all goes well, if everything works out, it looks like a great card. I'm sure it's going to be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to talking all about it on Sunday. Nesha asking about real quick if, if same as resigned. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I'm not sure exactly what his contract status is. As soon as I know more, as soon as we know more uh, definitively, here also something we'll pass it along to you. Deep breath. So with that being said, we talked about Raw. We talked about the COVID-19 pandemic and all its and all its um scariness for just being blunt. Um boy. And uh, we talked about day one, talked about the plan for this week. No SmackDown show on Friday, but uh, I will be back here Tuesday night to talk about WNXT. I hope you'll join me, 2.0, excuse me. Um, otherwise, we'll be here on Sunday Sunday for the day one post show. Again, day one is on Saturday. I'll be here on Sunday. I hope that's all right. Hope you'll join me for that one. All these shows and more, always available on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, podcast, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. I have gone, I have gone long, long overboard here uh, because I, I want to uh, engage with you and, and incorporate your comments and have a, an interactive discussion because you all are so kind in your support. I appreciate you so much. I would not be here if not for your support. If if, if not for um, you know, if you, if you, if, you, if you if not for you tuning in and commenting, I'd just be talking to the vacuum of the internet. So I appreciate you all so much. Richard Weaver saying thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I have all of you for, for tuning in and you know, listening and commenting and making it fun. The show, Raw, watching Raw, I mean, borderline fun. Watching, uh, discussing Raw. That's where the real fun is with all of you. I appreciate you. Stephen Chambers saying hopefully, so yes, we'll see you tomorrow for NXT. I'll be here talking about NXT. And yes, we can hope. We can hope. It will be a good show from NXT 2.0. But with that, yes, we're now, we're uh, in the wee hours of Tuesday morning, so we'll be here back Tuesday night for NXT. And then that being said, the real world, yet again, it's a terrifying place uh, with all the stuff that's going on. I say that quite seriously. So we'll just with all that stuff going on right now, be well, be safe, take care, make good choices, and beyond everything else, as best we can. We all, we have our zone, try to do one thing, and I hope you do the same. And that, my friends, 
just to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everyone.